clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. And it is caught. Caught, caught for a touchdown. A leaping touchdown. Captain goes. He'll be chased and he is gone. 97 yards. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. There's a prayer. Stop it! Oh, please! <laughs> what a catch! That's insane! That's insane! The game's final play is a Wilson lock to the end zone, which is fought for by Tate with Jennings simultaneous. Who has it? Who do they give it to? Welcome to Simultaneous Catch. That was not the intro you said you were going Simultaneous. to do. Simultaneous. How did I do it? Catch. Yeah, I don't think that's what you did. <laughs> I don't remember what I did. But that was good, too. I like that. That was nice. Welcome back to Simultaneous Catch. Did you guys miss us? We missed you. I did. Well. I've been fake planning episodes the last couple of weeks. Fake planning well, episodes? Well, I I at one point I was just going to do an episode by myself, but it felt weird. I didn't want to do that. And you could have asked. I just didn't want to do it without you. like, hey. It's a nice shirt. Is that a new shirt? It is. <laughs> it is, is a new we, shirt. This is why we need a video or, uh, on our audio. Anyway, welcome to Simultaneous Catch. I'm Adam Jeffrey Rossi. My name's Josh Lapping. We missed you guys, and we're back for some football. We've missed a month of it. Not like in real life. We've been watching it. But we've missed a month of covering it, and there's just so much that's happened. There has been a lot that's happened. It's been a As crazy season. As you expect season. in the NFL. You know, since you've been gone, Adam cried when the Buffalo clinched a playoff spot. It's true, he did. I don't know why, but, you know, I'm an emotional guy. Yep, that's one word for it. It's <laughs> one word for it. No, it was good. And, like, we got to watch that. And uh, then the big Christmas showdown. Did you cry that night too? We weren't, I wasn't here for that. No, one. I was. Listen, I was very upset about that game. I we were realized, reading your but tweets. Yeah, throughout I, the evening. Yeah, I got pretty uh, aggressive. You did at certain points, but I, I, I was bleeping myself out. I mean, I didn't read it. I was. No, they were okay. being read to me, so okay. I didn't see. <laughs> oh, so did, were the was the reader not bleeping out the swear words? I don't know. Because I would tweet it, but I would tweet with, like, symbols instead of finishing all the letters. Uh, so no, nah, I feel like I she saying. may have actually just read okay. the words. I don't like to tweet profanity. You're not really so. a kind of profanity kind of individual. No. Except, like, you were just, like, rapping a song earlier, and you... <laughs> I thought that was interesting. It's a fun song. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I, I was upset about that game, but, again, it we were already clinched. It I mean, I think... It would have been different if we needed it to get in, but I just... I thought it was time, and uh, I mean, were you you guys watch the game? Uh, no, 
I mean, we were in Buffalo. We went okay. to a restaurant, so like Bills fans were okay. talking about it, and well, there was saying, a TV like in another room of the restaurant. Just that what what encouraged me the most was one. I mean, we were ahead until five minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, you know, it was our game to lose, and then they scored, which was upsetting. But Josh Allen made some unbelievable plays on that final drive to get us into the position on the goal line to win, and it came down to almost a tie. Well, it's a tie, but I actually feel like Sean McDermott would have went for two, but we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I never know. But <laughs> hearsay, yeah. But you know, two things happened on those final four plays. Josh missed Dawson Knox in the back corner of the end zone by like one inch, and he missed it on the first drive too. But like he just missed him for the touchdown, and then on the fourth down play, the offensive line let three guys just run right through, and he had no hope, and he almost still got it to him. So, <laughs> but I mean, Josh made. Two or three incredible throws on that drive. Had another fourth down in one where he got hit and then still got in first down like he did in Dallas. So I mean, I was just very encouraged. But man, I mean, it obviously, felt like it was time. obviously, I had to like do a little bit of ribbing. Sent you our, yeah. our video of the Super <laughs> Bowl. The Super Bowl. <laughs> but I tell you, messaged you after. I feel for as much of a as you can with a loss. Yeah. That was a win. Yeah, and I, I go back to the game against Baltimore as well. Buffalo did not Buffalo did not win, but it's it's it is a win in my opinion because you're proving that you're able to hang around with these playoff teams and even if you don't win the games, which I've been quite honest with you, like I think I've always for weeks yeah, I've said Buffalo is going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're gonna necessarily advance in the playoffs because they're not right. there yet. But for where you are right now, it's extremely promising with the growth that will continue and the maturation that comes with this experience. It's an interesting season as a Bills fan. It really is because, I mean, I obviously picked them at the beginning of the year to win the division, but I think that was obviously a lot more heart than head. But, I mean, I really thought— As is Rossi. I really thought that we'd be in a position to challenge these teams, and we have been. Absolutely. So it's interesting to have expectations when— in reality, I think most of us as smart Bills fans are thinking we have $100 million in cap and 10 more draft picks next year. Next year is the year that it was going to be, we're going to be the, the top dog, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so it's just anything this year is just gravy on top of, you know, the already the three years of building with McDermott and Bean. It's just been great. But I, I mean, this team has me believing that we can win in, you know, Texas against the Texans or we can win in Kansas City against Kansas City. So like I it has me we can probably win a playoff game and if we have to meet Baltimore or New England again, I don't think I'd pick them to win, but I'm not going to be shocked if we end up beating them either. So sure. I it'll be interesting to see how the playoffs play out. Be I just a lot hope of fun. that I just hope that, you know, we have a good showing. I don't want us to be overmatched to the it's funny because I think that the national media has started to turn into Buffalo's a really good team. They're, they're great, but I think it's so fragile right now that it one one bad loss is gonna be like, well, it's Buffalo, and I just I don't want people to be saying that anymore. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> but we know that people always have hot takes on any which thing. Right. But the I think both of the things we just said are extremely accurate, and it's and it's that middle ground. Yeah. Right now, it's just you said you didn't necessarily expect this amount of success. Like it was right. possible, right. it could have gone either way. Yeah. But it went. In the in the better half, and that's a very positive thing, especially for a young team. Josh Allen's in his second year, and he's grown incredibly. A lot right? of maturation, and one of the more promising things, in my opinion, and I'll be interested to get your take yeah. in on this, 
is that what Josh Allen did really well, in my opinion, last year has mm-hmm. regressed this year, and it's being able to hit and connect on those really deep balls. And so while the accuracy has improved, the underneath, the middle game has improved, especially yeah. with the additions of Cole Beasley and whatnot. But right. if we put those things together from the rookie year and year two and year three, who look out, man. Well, and I think a lot of it, recently he's been hitting on them more. Uh, I think a lot of it is we're not taking as many shots. But, again, I mean, he's improved in every statistical category from his first year. And that's really what it's all about, you know. He's fifth in total touchdowns. Um, I, I found this thing of all the things he's improved on, but he's fifth in total touchdowns in the season, fifth in, fifth highest in first down percentage on third and long, fifth in fourth quarter touchdown passes, fourth highest fourth quarter rating, uh, first in fourth quarter comebacks, and first in game-winning drives. I mean, like, he's just improved in so many ways. Yeah. So, I again, I didn't expect us to start off talking about the Buffalo Bills, but – I'm just I'm a very happy Bills fan then it's it's an interesting place to be. <laughs> I don't I mean obviously you care more about week 17 but I'm very excited for 2 weeks from now and getting going into that that playoff game yeah, I mean, it's it'll be a lot be of fun. fun. It'll be fun to watch a, a stress-free Bills game and just hopefully see the offense put up some points cuz they're going to the starters are going to play. I don't know how long they're going to play but they're going to start the game. Yeah. It'd be nice just to see them get a touchdown or two and then be like all right, we're good, you know. Um but See. Keep those keep those wheels moving. Absolutely. All right, so we'll we'll be back more in action for the the playoffs. We won't abandon Absolutely. you guys for another month and then no. just show before the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> all right, we got some rave, rave recall, my man. I do, I do. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. So I'm going to do a bit of a, a recall, and it's not a true recall because, okay. and I'm going to talk about the MVP conversation. We okay. talked about that a month ago, yeah. and obviously. In my opinion, a lot has changed. Not necessarily changed, mm-hmm. but become more solidified because I think we were really arguing and making the point between yeah. Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Right. And I was still on the Russell bandwagon. Yeah. But right now, it's just it's it's hands down, in my opinion, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I don't really think because it's <laughs> of the continued dominance. Like we just saw it. It started. Mm-hmm six seven weeks ago when he just went on this incredible stretch run and uh, that's not to discredit what he did the first two months of the season but it just became pure dominance Mm -hmm. and to have that continued and prolonged the way that it did across this time of this stretch of time that's just not that that's incredible to do and so the whole thing about was was debating Russell and and Lamar and where Lamar has continued to be incredible. Russell's really cooled down, and there have been a lot more struggles going on mm-hmm. in Seattle, and so uh, that makes me a little sad because Russ is Russ is one of my guys. I mean, yeah. they're the team the team as a whole is still doing overall well, and they're right. still in contention to win win their division. So a very exciting Sunday yeah, night matchup, absolutely. but it just has to go to Lamar Jackson, and it's well deserved, and it's been we we said it on the show and people across the nation have been saying it he's made baltimore ravens must must watch football yeah and that's just exciting and it's good for the league and yeah it's well deserved so for uh not not too bad for a wide receiver we, not, not bad for running back um oh yeah i'm running back i me, sorry I, I wasn't even correcting i was just saying it. but i i i wish we had an actual stack guy to track how many times we've raved about the ravens because i think we've done it so many times here <laughs> and it's also one of the, like every sports show does it too and deservedly i mean they're an incredible team um but yeah i mean i i'd be i'd be he might be a unanimous mvp which would be the first one since cam newton won it when he was unanimous so i mean we'll see what happens but 
Russell might get a vote or two. I think I think him and CMC deserve some. Recognition. Somebody might give him a, a a vote. I don't think it'll happen, especially with how the the season for them has gone. See, but, but and I feel like that's something we do. You still disagree with that notion? I do. I mean, I I don't, I do. I have cooled off on my Christian McCaffrey MVP um, train. I mean, I I think that you know, I mean, he's I I mean, I'd be shocked if he's not offensive player of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I just – I think that, you know, it'd be different if they were losing these games really close every week. But some of the games are just getting overpowered by. Well, and, and there's I think, a lot going on. Yeah, and I think that to a certain level, the MVP has to be helping affect your 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 probability of winning. You know? Okay, I respect so, that. But we're, we're, whereas, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of a, a player that – could have won MVP on a bad team because I do think it's possible, but like there are teams that aren't as good that you know are really keeping their team in it, you know? Yeah. So Okay. So whatever. I have a rant. Okay. And it's about the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Because I'm just so I'm so done with the Cleveland <laughs> Browns. <laughs> I I If anybody just before Adam goes and does this, if you haven't seen the video, we have a video on his personal <laughs> Facebook page. I feel like he's he tagged our page in, but you can go check that out it's part one of three of bets for those of you not watching the video i don't have hair right now on my head well i have a little bit but it's because it's growing back but still the cleveland browns let me down they let down cleveland fans everywhere and they let down the nfl fandom in the world because we <laughs> all thought cleveland was finally not going to be the cleveland browns and i'm playing placing 90% of the blame on Freddie Kitchens. I love it. And I think that I, I love it. I think it's an absolute mistake if they do not fire Freddie Kitchens Ooh. and get somebody else. And I would you know, I'm I'm bringing this up right now. 4 days ago, they found a we found a quote from Freddie Kitchens. And this is this is like the last straw for me. Listen to this quote by Freddie Kitchens. When is this from? Uh is this, this recent? Is this like I don't know cuz somebody tweeted it 4 days ago. And said, "Okay, I'm ready for the." Question. Oh, it says this quote came after the first Baltimore win. Browns offense had been bad. Okay, okay. okay cool. So, so like week four yeah. was that week four? It says, "Quote: We don't draw up plays to beat the other team. We play football. That's what we want to be. I can't get more clear with that. I think you know that about me. We want to be a football team. We don't want to be the designer of plays." End quote. I really. I'm, first of all, I'm gonna take the second to poke fun at you. Why? Because of the way you read that quote, it was like really bad acting. Oh, okay. Like when you give someone a slide yeah. and you're like, I am up here saying my line and this is, we do not football. We design plays football. Listen. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I love I it. I can't even. He, I just, I don't, I don't know where his head is at. I don't know what he's thinking sometimes. And I, he has all of this arsenal in front of him that at the end of last season, he was, you know, some sort of whiz kid on offense calling plays, and they were incredible, and they broke records, and it was amazing. And I don't see how in a off, complete offseason with him that it could just be bungled so quickly. I think that he has lost favor with Cleveland fans, and he has just lost the locker room. You got guys like Jarvis and OBJ who have come out and said that they didn't say these things, but it was reported that he was like, come get, they were like, come get me to other teams and things like that. It's just unbelievable how quickly this has all gone wrong. And I, I'm not going to 
say that we predicted this. But, I mean, both of us at the beginning of the season said, pump the brakes on Cleveland. They haven't done anything yet. Absolutely. But then I got caught on to it in the middle of the season, and I was like, no, it's going to happen because I thought the weaker schedule, they were just a better team. They have a better talent. And they remind me, they are, like, again, they're different teams, but they remind me of Dallas. They have so much talent on this team, both sides of the football, and they are just blowing game after game after game. That two-game stretch where I doubled down and then tripled down on the bet, they should have and could have beaten Seattle and New England. Yeah, And then we're having a total different conversation today. But I think it would be a mistake not to fire him. Uh, it would be a mistake not to move on. Baker Mayfield has regressed so much. And the most incredible stat right here about this, though, is that Baker Mayfield is about to become the first quarterback in 18 years to start all 16 games for a Cleveland team. That's in that's 18 incredible. years, you're about to have this quarterback, and you're ruining his. You're ruining it. I just, I'm, I'm so over it. I don't, I, I don't understand people who might want Freddie back. I would, I would, I, I don't want to say I would disrespect or, or lose respect for John Dorsey if he brings him back because who am I? Maybe he knows more than we do. But I just, I feel like you have to see you have this core right here with Chubb and even Kareem Hunt and yeah. Baker Mayfield and OBJ and Jarvis Landry and David Njoku. You've got a decent offensive line. You have these defensive pieces with I it's just the list goes on and on with all this talent. I, it's it's so frustrating and I'm not even a Browns fan. I, I I know what it feels like as a Bills fan, but I mean woof yeah, well, for the Cleveland Browns, I mean, let's let's dive into the regression of, yeah. of Baker real quick. So last year, he obviously set the record yeah. for rookie set record. With, with 27 touchdowns. He had 14 picks, 3,725 yards, a 93.7 quarterback rating. Mm-hmm. So if you fast forward to this year, obviously there's one week to go. But right now, currently, he has 3,548 yards, 19 touchdowns, 18 picks. So four more interceptions thus far, mm-hmm. eight less touchdowns, and 200 less yards. He'll probably be able to throw for that this this week. Yeah. So have a similar yardage. Mm-hmm. But remember, last year he didn't even play. He came in week three. Is that correct? Yeah. Week three like, or four, something, something like, like that. that. I think it was week three. I think it was three because I think they were 0-1-1, oh, one and, one, and then he won, and they were 1-1-1. One, one one. So, I mean, but you're right. I. I, I do feel like a lot I my blame is on Freddie Kitchens. I am with you. I've yeah, I mean, been I've been that's been my soapbox and I've said it. I agree with you about the firing. I think that may hinder the franchise for a little bit, but I think it's in the best intention of the franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's prepared to be a head coach. I think he was a really great offensive coordinator. And and if you think about it, he wasn't he wasn't even their offensive coordinator the entire time last no, year. He, he was, was he became an in he was the quarterback's coach and mm-hmm. he got elevated because of his supposed relationship with Baker and it mm-hmm. and it clicked and it worked. But becoming an NFL head coach is nothing like being a coordinator. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's yep. just different. And you have different responsibilities and you have to focus on a lot more than just the X's versus the O's of creating an offense. With that being said, I I fully believe that some of the blame has to go to Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's been as smart with the football, and I think at times he's just gotten cocky to the point of it being a distraction and not focusing purely on the game of football. But again, I will say I, not, I think 90% is Freddie. I'd give 5% to Baker, and that I would say 
you know the other five percent is just the expectations that people threw upon them. Yeah. Uh, but but again, they but they asked for that. I don't think that it was a mistake to hire Freddie Kitchens as the head coach. And we talked about this. Yeah. When he, what happened was he was a hot candidate. Other teams were gonna want to sign him, and so they said we let's see if we can capture lightning in a bottle what we had at the end of the last season and just and give him the job and see if we can absolutely if, I get that if freddie kitchens wasn't hired and he'd chosen or was offered the position to stay on his offensive coordinator and they have similar results as they did last year right which could if you had like a more experienced head coach and with an innovative offense like that they probably would have won more games yeah. with that being said freddie kitchens would not be retained by cleveland i understand what they were doing yeah I don't, I don't blame them. I just, at this point, I will blame them if they don't do the right thing here. And I don't, I don't see – it would be different if they were just having a disappointing season statistically. But they're having that and they're having all this drama. Yeah. And, and, it, it, and it's, not being, it's not being controlled by the head coach, which is one of the head coach's biggest jobs. I think in some and, ways it's being catapulted by and this and th- this leads into the i had two different rants that i wanted to do and i had to pick this one but this leads into another one is that people are people think that the number one job for a head coach is game managing during the game or play calling and that's only one of like 20 things that a head coach has to do yeah and in my part in my opinion it's not even the most important one and people are like oh they're terrible at game managing i'm like that's not even the most important thing there's player development there's being the voice of your organization and your team, yeah. there's leading these men. It's just and he and Freddie Kitchens has not shown the ability to do any of those things. Okay, and taking all that out, he's also shown he can't game manage very well. So again, I just I don't want to I don't want to pile on or beat a dead horse. For I, Freddie Kitchens, I'm sure is a good guy and he will get another job somewhere in the NFL. But he just should, should not be the head coach of this team right now. Yeah, and and there are other coaches out there that'll be there i mike mccarthy for instance i think would be great in cleveland uh we'll see what happens but yeah not a not a bad choice and we'll be really interested to track some coaching things that are yeah. gonna be coming up here in the, the coming months It'll be a fascinating coaching scheme i'm going weeks. to do I'm gonna, i just thought of this based on on your comments i'm going to do like a mini cold read right okay. now if you were an nfl head coach yeah do you want to call your own plays I, I think that's hard because I've never done it before. Sure, but <laughs> I know my I know my philosophy. I I I feel like I would want to. Okay, but I feel like I feel like I would fall in the Sean McDermott philosophy, where like every now and then he'll call he'll he won't call it, but he'll be in on like the big moments where he'll be like, I feel like we should do this sort yeah. of thing. But I think there is a, to- a point in time where you're just like, I can't be calling plays too and coaching my team. Yeah, I there agree. There are very few guys who can do it. And the ones that are doing it are, are great. You know, you, you're talking about Sean Payton and uh, I mean, Kyle Shanahan does it. And I'm trying to even think of other guys that do it. Not a lot of guys do it. There are a handful. I mean, LaFleur calls his plays and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm definitely, if, calls the plays. if I'm a head coach, I don't want to. I have an yeah. offensive coordinator for a reason. Yeah. And I feel like you can be in there in the room, whatever your specialty is, if yeah. it's defense, if it's offense, absolutely you're yeah. involved and you're gonna be talking to those guys and you're communicating the yeah. entire time. But there are more important things, in my opinion, during sixty minutes of football to be paying attention to. I agree. And you're in charge of so many things and it can get in the way if you're like, Okay, so let me like I mean, no. I will say I do like when a guy calls the plays. I think it's fun, and I think it's cool that the guys are able to do it. 
Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, you're right. Like, I, I feel like I would want to, especially if I – that's what I'm saying is I've never done it before. But if I had been a coordinator for so long and I got the job because I was good at it, I feel like it would be hard to give up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you're right. I think that at a certain point, you just have to be like, no, I, I hired the guy for a reason. And, he but, fits my philosophy. We put the game plan together together you right. know what i mean so they, they're gonna call it similar to how you had all planned it and you're the head coach you could be like hey i don't that's a bad call you need to adjust sort yeah. of thing but you're right i think that especially i mean he's he was a rookie head coach he had barely ever been a coordinator before so it's hard to be like oh i'm calling plays for the first time oh i'm gonna keep doing that when i'm a head coach for the first time right that's it's, it's a lot yeah i <laughs> well obviously we'll never know but that was that was questioned of him yeah. earlier on in the season if he was going to turn over play calling duty and he kind of scoffed at that and I think that was a mistake. Well, he but, doesn't design plays to beat the other team. He plays football. He doesn't want to be a team that designs plays. All right. Ridiculous. Good job, my friend. Well, I'm glad. Uh, welcome to the dark side. Yeah. Welcome to the dark side of rooting against the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I'm not rooting against them. I just want them to get. A, I I I want to root for them. So Let we'll just see. We'll see if next year you get burned by. We'll see if you're brave enough to make another Cleveland Browns. Bet. Well, I was going to say two let's years see, in a row. Let's see which team burns me next year because it's one every year. It used to be the Bills, but hopefully it's not that. Yeah, anymore. but I'm just saying there's been two years in a row that uh, we've made the Browns have burned me. Cleveland bet. Browns bets and hasn't worked out either. We'll see time. how the offseason goes. <laughs> All right, that's a good transition into what have we missed? We've been gone for a while. We've missed four weeks of football with some peppered in on uh, off days. So yeah, just. Talk to me, man. What are, what are some of the biggest things that we missed that you wanted to talk about? So let's uh, – something that's on my mind, and we'll be curious to see what goes on in the offseason moving forward. What's going on with that quarterback issue down there in Jacksonville? That's fascinating, isn't it? Obviously. So um, those of you have been following and watching, you all know. Maybe some of you don't if you don't care about teams that aren't outside yours. But Minshew Mania is back. They pulled Nick Foles. Nick uh-huh. Foles returned from injury. Played a game and a half. Yeah, it was a game and a half, right? I know he had at least yeah. he had one full start, and then mm-hmm. got pulled, and they put Gardner back in. So this is this is a tricky situation here, and I'm curious as to what you think about it. I I think it all hinges on what happens with Marone. Really, I and really feel like he's going to stay. I feel like he might too. I mean, did I mean did you see any of the press conference that he had? I did not. You should. I think you. I think you would really appreciate it. He gets really, really raw with his emotions and about like, okay, how the season has been a struggle, and then he gets into like dealing with issues in his family and like wanting to be a better father and a better husband and like all Ooh. this stuff. Like he's really, like he really is emotionally raw in this in this press conference. Okay. It's really neat to see. And I, I mean, I always liked Morel when he was our coach. I know when he the left, only, you were not happy. The about only it. reason that I didn't like him is because he left and chose yeah. to leave, and that really hurt me. Yeah. But not that I have abandonment issues or anything, but <laughs> um, I really think that this this again, it depends on the head coach, but this really feels like the Russell Wilson situation when Russell Wilson took over. Seattle had signed Matt Flynn to a big fat contract off of his six touchdown performance as a backup in Green Bay in week seventeen. It was against Detroit in the snow. Yeah, yeah. It was it was an incredible game. I remember that vividly because I was like, Buffalo, you should sign him. <laughs> but you know, they signed him to this big fat contract. They draft Russell Wilson in the third round, and Russell Wilson lights it up in the preseason. And they're like, we got to go with the better guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, I just so do you feel like Gardner Minshew is the better yeah, guy? I feel like they got to go with 
Gardner Minshew. Okay. Not only not only for not only for just the the, the talent and like you know how I feel about Nick Foles. We both love Nick Foles, but you have the talent and just the mania around him. Even even if he wasn't as good and people were loving him as an organization, you want to sell tickets. You got a guy who people are literally showing up for a five and ten football team to watch games. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and Jacksonville has pieces, and they have you know they have ammo in the off season too. I really think that this team can get back to what they were when if this team presently constructed could get to the AFC title game and be up 20 points against New England in that title game. Now they lost with Blake Bortles as their quarterback. I think that they can do that with Gardner Minshew. As Were they really up 20? I don't know if they were up 20, but they were up a lot. <laughs> I know it was double digits. It was like 20 to 10 or 20 to something. I think it was 20 to 10. But again, like, you know, they were on the cusp of being in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I just, I, I like Jacksonville a lot. I love Gardner Minshew. I've always loved Nick Foles. I just I don't know. I don't see a way. I don't see a path to playing Nick Foles again, unless there's like a coach who comes in who has a tie to him, or okay. it's like we're gonna go with the veteran sort of deal. But it's tough. Okay. Okay. I mean, I know you like Gardner Minshew. I very much do. I very much do, and I like Nick Foles too. Like you said, it's it's a tough situation because there there's so many aspects at play. There's the huge money and the contract and the cap that are invested in. And Nick Foles, and maybe you can alleviate that somewhat if you can find a trade partner. But I, I, I don't necessarily know where he would go. Maybe well, I was somewhere say, let's, like. Let's open this rabbit hole. If that happens, you I mean who's interested? Who's who's picking up the phone? It also depends on what they're asking because yeah. they'd be taking on a large contract as well. I mean, if you asked me a month and a half ago, you could make the argument for Chicago maybe, but yeah. I feel like Mitch is turning on enough that they're probably going to roll with him better yeah, or yeah. worse, yeah. especially with what they've invested in him. Yeah. Um, I feel like Denver, but they're probably going to roll with Drew Locke to see what I they think, have in him. Listen, I mean, Drew Locke was your favorite quarterback in the draft. And I've been saying, for the, again, we haven't been on, so I haven't been able to say this for five straight weeks. But as soon as he had his first start, I've been saying Drew Locke is going to be a great NFL quarterback in this league. Yeah. Denver, Denver next year. Denver might be my team next year that I'm like, look out for Denver. Because they, they've got pieces. Yeah. It should be a good offseason <laughs> for them, too, to get a few more weapons around him as well. But... They have a well. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. I don't know. I you could you could talk about L.A. to see what happens with Rivers. Oh man! But you know, <laughs> there there's a lot of aspects here at play that we'll we'll delve into more in the off season after we start clarifying some of this and getting more information, seeing what yeah. the landscape looks like. But right now, I don't know. Like you could even maybe talk about Miami, but I don't know if like they'd be interested fair. in doing something like That's that. Fair. So I feel like they would just be signed. Fitzpatrick to another contract. Well, he is under contract for next year. Oh, he has he? a two-year contract. Oh, well, so. I mean, I think Miami can be a, a pretty hard-to-beat football team next year with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback. They already proven to be. So who knows what's going to happen, but it, it's a messy situation right now in, in Duval. Duval. I don't understand that. Where does that, where does that come from? Like, that's where it's located. Duval? Yeah. Jacksonville? Yeah. That's like the city? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Pretty positive. I've never. I don't understand that. Like the name of the city where the stadium is is Duval. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, it's so simple. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what called, about you? The city's not called Saxonville. Saxonville. <laughs> what about you? What's uh, something a little recap? 
Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm upset that, I mean, upset's the wrong word. I have been a little bit down about the fact that there haven't been, there aren't as many, you know, in the hunt playoff teams this year. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the, the picture is pretty well defined. Exactly. And I, I I feel like in years past, it's it's been, you know, there are three or four teams who could be the, the last seed in the playoffs sort of deal. And I feel like, and... It's an, it's an interesting year for the league where, like, the top teams have been the top teams pretty much the whole year. And that's and the bottom teams have been the bottom teams. You know what I mean? There hasn't really been any teams that were bad and made a huge run and then were all of a sudden great or good teams who just really fell off and were bad. You know what I mean? It's an interesting year for that. I can't name a team that went on this massive streak from when they were bad to being good or from when they were good to being bad. I mean... Buffalo had a pretty big turnaround to become what they are. And... No, I, I don't mean I don't mean it like that. I don't mean like just from the first season. I mean like they started zero and three and then had a seven game win streak, or started four and zero and then lost six games in a row. You know what I mean? I don't. I can't think okay. of a team like mid season had a turnaround. I was like all year it's been pretty much like the top teams have always been in the okay, top I see spot, what you're saying. and the bottom teams have just been not that great. So there hasn't been like a Kansas City going on exactly. like that, like a Houston last and year. And I feel like every year there's a team that does that. And I don't. I can't think of one this year. I mean, Atlanta won four straight, but they were pretty much yeah, too much too late, too little too late. In the and Cleveland went on a three or four game win streak, but then they got fell off. You know what I mean? There wasn't. There hasn't really been a team that's like we're making this huge turnaround right now. You know? Yeah, but and while it's obviously exciting to have those things happen, I think it yeah. also speaks to to the NFL and how we always claim that every week's important and if you get behind, you know, more often than not, you can't dig yourself out of those holes. Yeah. And that I actually I, I understand what you're saying, but I actually think that's more exciting because that makes it more special when that is achieved. Yeah, no, I mean I get that. I just feel like there is always at least one team every year that does something like that and just we didn't really see it this year. But yeah. which is fine, but I like I said I I mean and then you're right. I mean, in terms of like just turnarounds for teams, Buffalo is really the only team that I'm thinking about right now that's like they made a massive turnaround well, from last San year. San Francisco, man. Oh, that's well. I mean, the only reason I don't see that that way is because I've been on the San Francisco. That's one that I'm not going to let people take away from me. I've been on that since the well, you have, season. but it's you know hard. I mean? Like they were, they were you're right, the bottom though. of their division. But you're right now. that they did totally flip flop. But they, my mind didn't go there. But you're right. I mean, I guess that's another one. Yeah, I, maybe I'm wrong. Tennessee, I mean, like, they've always been in the middle, but right now they're very much in the hunt. You can get in you there. You know my feelings about Tennessee. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. 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 Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> All right. Well, we could sit here and talk about the last four weeks for the rest of the episode, but let's we just move on. Let's move on. So it's uh, the, the new year, and, uh, you know, part of this segment here, we're talking about reviewing the decade which we're going to do because it'll be fun, but I just want everybody to know this isn't the end of the decade. Just so you know that the end of the decade will be next year. Yeah, but not no one's but, thinking but, about it that way. But again, it's the same thing that happened with Y2K. From 1999 to 2000 wasn't the end of the millennium. It would have been another year, but it's more satisfying don't to be, watch. Don't be lame. 99 go to 2000, but whatever. We'll just say <laughs> uh, But yeah, so uh, we thought it might be fun to look at decade in review and talk about some fun what-ifs. 
You know what my number one what if is? What's that? What if people weren't a bunch of pansies and would have just committed to Tim Tebow the wow. way that they've committed to Lamar Jackson? Wow. That's my big what if. Because I – I mean, I've given it up on it now, but like for well, years yeah, afterwards, almost <laughs> almost every year after he – you know, I was like, somebody just do this and fully commit to Tebow. I feel like he could have found not, you know, Lamar Jackson level of success, but I feel like he could have found a similar level of success if a guy would have committed to him. Okay. That's my big what if. Interesting. Interesting. That's the first, so thing that, you, the first thing that came to my mind when you do said you that feel, we were doing that. So would have stayed in Denver. That's what you're saying? Well, I mean, I would have loved him to stay in Denver because I think that that was a really great situation and he had a great rapport with that. State and people loved him. But wherever it would have been, I, I just wish that a team would have fully committed to, to let's run the Tebow offense because it worked. I just feel like it's so hard because the first team he went to after Denver was New York and but it created such a circus. I will never Do you forget. you know why that happened, though? I will never forget when Mark Sanchez was being interviewed. Yeah. And they were like, Tim, Tim, Tim. And he was like, I'm Mark. I know. I will never forget that. Because I felt so bad for Mark Sanchez. And I get it. But I feel like that season was terrible for the Jets because Rex Ryan was the head coach. Yeah, but this you can say that, and we can kind of giggle at that. But I mean, John you can't, Fox really—I mean, you can't—you can't argue with that. Rex yeah, Ryan no, right, toppled right. the Pats, went to two straight you're right, title games. You're right. You're right. You're right. I just, I and you—it's it, hard to say. You can't be like, well, they fell off because of Tebow. But, Mania, but. Well, but the reality is, they didn't sign Tebow to commit to Tim Tebow. They no. signed him to be a gadget guy that he was, and he had a decent amount of success being that for the Jets. But I, I, I'm saying that what if I wish that somebody would have been like, we're signing Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's our guy. We're gonna build this offense around him, and we're gonna play this type of football. Okay, you know what I mean. I don't. I can't remember the landscape what it looked like, but I don't know where that would have been. You're right. I mean, I, I think that would have been fun to look back at. But I mean, Denver needed a quarterback. They just happened to sign Peyton Manning. <laughs> well, and I think that's another huge thing because. Was the year that Tebow won the playoff game, was McDaniel still there? Or that was Fox, right? Yeah, it was John Fox. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's all. I mean, like, what if they hadn't moved on from McDaniels? Like, I had drafted him, you know? Wait, hold on. I'm pretty sure it was Fox, wasn't it? Well, I'm trying to think because McDaniels drafted him. Was John Fox after Josh McDaniels? Yes. Oh, right, because John Fox was the Carolina coach initially. And then he went to Denver and won the Super Bowl. You're right. You're right. Okay. No, he didn't no, win the Super Bowl. No, Gary was, Kubiak won the Kubiak. Super Bowl. Kubiak. That was the head coach. But they, they, John Fox, no, John Fox went to Chicago. Oh, God. We're like just losing Oof, all of We're all friends. over the place. Yeah. Our, you know, our validity just skipped it's, out the door. But, you know. <laughs> anyway, that's that's what I, what my thought went to. Okay. I really feel like John Fox was in Denver. Look that up. Okay. Um, One of my big ifs is what if Tony Romo hadn't. Gone down in that preseason oh, game. Oh, Tony Romo. I was, I was so excited because obviously he was hurt the year before, and that's why they had such a high draft pick. But I feel like Tony Romo with Zeke Elliott back there, having a running back that he Tony Romo had gone through a lot of fairly decent running backs. He had Felix Jones and, and – uh, He was – John Fox was the Denver Broncos head coach from 2011 to 2014. Because he got shellacked after their big blowout Correct. loss in the Super Bowl. Correct. And then he went to Chicago. Right. Okay. So we weren't totally crazy. He was there. He did replace Josh McDaniels. Yes, Kubiak went and replaced him. Correct. Good. Okay. So 
we're, 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 we're putting the pieces together <laughs> anyway you know? he'd, uh, and he had Marion Barber and I yeah, I, I was a big fan of Barber actually I thought I liked his running style I love Mar- Marion Barber is the te- my type of running back <laughs> he really is but he never had somebody like Zeke and if I just feel like if he hadn't gone down who knows what would have happened but and obviously we, we never will know and then we well he'd probably get in the booth eventually but that was I mean that was the year Dak took over that was Dak's rookie year and okay, I was never, they, they never looked back that year. yeah they absolutely were but but you're right though I mean I feel like that team I just I Tony Romo was one of my favorite players that ever played I mean I, I and it was funny because I mean his whole career he was notorious for being picked on by people yeah and but I mean he was such a good quarterback and he just he had that magic in him just to like Make make a guy miss and make the incredible throw. I mean, I saw. I remember that play where he. I remember that game where he broke his ribs against San Fran, and then came back came and back. then won that game. What was the? I I'm pretty sure it was Miles Austin had like 200 yards and three touchdowns. That I game. liked Miles Austin. I mean, again, I just I. I I know it seems like you and I don't like Dallas because we've been hard on them all year. Well, you know, but you know, I, I mean, I you're right. That's a that's a really good what if. My other what if, because I, I had two, yeah, and going back back to that Super Bowl and yeah. the Super Bowl blowout of, of Denver, and obviously, I think a team that was meant to win probably did, yeah. But if the first play wasn't the a snap over, over his head. head for a safety, the quickest touch, the quickest score in Super Bowl history, yeah. would that game have gone differently? I don't know. You know, like that was just the if you could think. Of a momentum swing. Other than that, and I don't know. A, in some ways, I feel like that's even more degrading than the pick six. And there's an interesting – that's an interesting discussion to open up because, again, there are people that argue that momentum doesn't exist. But uh, I do think that there's a level of, like, your confidence is totally shaken when something like that happens. And not even that because maybe Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning, so his confidence would have been shaken. But the rest of that team that hadn't been there before – like you already have jitters to start the game, and that's the first thing that happens. Yeah, that like that could really shake a team. I completely and agree. Shake a psyche. I'm 100 percent with you. Whether you call it momentum or rhythm or whatever, something changes there. And you're right. I mean, that's that's a fascinating way to look at it. I I will piggyback off of that because Seattle obviously won that game, and I remember tweeting in the halftime of that game and said if there was any team that could make the this comeback in Super Bowl history, it'd be the number one offense in NFL history. Yeah, which they still are. That year, with Peyton Manning threw fifty-five touchdowns, but I, I looked to the very next year when Seattle went and played New England. What if? What would have happened had Malcolm Butler not jumped the route? Yeah, and Seattle, or if the they'd handed off to, Marshawn or if they handed off to Marshawn because I'm of the camp that I liked the play call. I think it was a good play call. I agree, but. Again, like what would have happened if they would have right, right up the middle? Marshawn Lynch touchdown, two straight Super Bowls for Russell Wilson his first two seasons as a quarterback. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I remember I I was writing for the school paper at the time, and yeah. I, I wrote a long article before and after, and I was actually it's, it's funny now because I consider myself a pseudo Seahawks fan, but I was so <laughs> I was one hundred percent rooting for the Patriots. Oh, really? One hundred because because I did not want the Seahawks to become what the Patriots were in the two thousands. Okay, I didn't want that because, and I feel like maybe that's a reason why I root for the Seahawks now because I think everyone that's not a Patriots fan roots against the Patriots because they don't like the idea of dynasties. Yeah, I mean, I I. I do agree with that. I see it's hard for me because I'm trying to think of a dynasty that 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 is likable. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> because you you know, we're dynasties in sports that we've seen recent in recent years. Obviously. The, Patri- the Patriots and their cheaters. <laughs> okay. And and the Golden Warriors. State. And but the crazy thing about the Warriors is that I love the Warriors until the whole Kevin Durant thing. So again, it's like there there's there's a level of construction involving with dynasties that happens because I'll, well, well, look at this. I, I don't think we can call the Miami Heat a dynasty, but the Miami Heat went to four straight. Yeah, they were for finals and won tiny two second of, and won two of them. And I loved when the Heat were together. I, 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 it's interesting though that you say that because a lot of people will say that dynasties are not good for sports, but I feel like it's always good to have. I feel like to in some down. ways they are, you know but they I mean? they're. I think they're. It's twofold. People will say it's not good, but it, it is good because then in. In a weird way, and this is just an, a broad statement, but yeah. you you like to root against somebody, and it's you want to see David beat Goliath, right. so it gives you that target. And and more often than not, I mean, we haven't necessarily I, seen it with the Patriots, but I will say this. they fall hard. The Patriots have been to what eight, nine straight AFC title games. They've been to three straight Super Bowls. They won two of them. I don't think anybody wants to see New England in the Super Bowl again. They're not. You know what I mean? And I, don't, I, don't, I hope hope to God it doesn't happen, but I don't think anybody wants to see that. I would vote yes if last year's wasn't boring, in yeah, my opinion. Like if it was game, if yeah. it was a repeat of the Philly game. Which was a great game. I'd be like, Oh yeah, absolutely. I want to see it. Game. But it's not, and that's not what this team is anymore. And that's why I don't think they're gonna make it, but because they're gonna get knocked up by Buffalo in the divisional round. Yep. By Houston. <laughs> no. I said by Buffalo. I know, but I don't think Buffalo's going to be Houston. You don't? I don't. I just think Sean's going to turn on that magic. I mean, there's a slim chance that we play KC, but I'd rather play Houston. I'd prefer to watch that matchup, too. Houston? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun. All right. D-Hop against White? That's cool. Oh. I like that. Last time they played, D-Hop only had two catches. One of them was a touchdown, though. <laughs> Was that this year? No, it was last year. I was going to say, I don't it remember that It was the that game that Josh up. Allen got knocked out in. We were down by like six points driving down the field. Oh, yeah. Huge, and that was when Peterman like, kind of came back. And Yeah, it was crazy game because it was the play where Allen stepped up and hit Kelvin Benjamin for like 50 yards, got into field goal range, and then we had to kick the field goal because he, he, Josh got injured on that play. And the very next drive, Peterman hit Zay Jones, and we took the lead. Like it was, it was a wild game. I remember <laughs> you being really upset about that one. Yeah, I do remember that now. That one hurt. Because I put money on that game. Oh, God. <laughs> God. You're anyway. Gambling. Uh, so now we're going to transition to a fun little segment. New Year's resolutions. Yeah. For new for, for teams on the outside looking in. The teams that didn't quite make the playoffs or, you know, fringe teams or even just really bad teams. But New Year's resolutions. What what do, what do teams need to do different next year to be good? You I don't know. Right away? I, I, I do have one. It's not necessarily mine. This first one I have is not necessarily something do different. Okay. But I'm going gonna to go down to uh, to Miami. Or do different to start a new habit. Something like that. And the New Year's resolution is, and this is something going back to something we talked about earlier in the year. You asked me if Flores was really the guy. And the New Year's I'm resolution totally is to completely <laughs> – is to trust and to buy into this head coach. Be flow. And there, there have been – some back and forth feelings right right now Miami's currently in the the fifth overall pick and I hate it I hate it so much I wanted I wanted I wanted one then I was like you know what I want to now they're at five and maybe possibly looking at six regardless 
this is a guy that's always come out and said he was not losing football games. He wasn't he wasn't coaching or playing to lose football games. And at first, like everyone's like, no, like I remember like in the in the Washington game where they went for two to win right. the game. They're like, well, you're trying to lose the game right. and everything. But you can see that this guy really does mean business. The last eight it, games they've split, they've gone four same, and four. Yeah. And this is like just to stem off our conversation we had in, earlier in the year and talking about jetsoning the talent and the guys buying in and like the guys that have stayed have bought in and they care about him and they know that they're going to go out there and, and play to win. And similar to all the things that you've talked about with Buffalo, Miami has uh, double a huge amount of cap and, and the draft picks galore for the next two years and to set it up. And so I say just to buy into this man, if you haven't already, because I think he's going to be a really, really good head coach and, and lead you to some promising places. Listen, so Listen, I will say this. As a Bills fan, I'm not afraid of New England in the next couple of years. I already think that we're a better team. There's just the, the lore of beating the Patriots is getting in our way, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think that we're better than the Jets, and the Jets are dysfunctional in a way. Um, the team that scares me the most in the AFC East is the Dolphins because the Dolphins just have gone four and four in the last eight weeks with the roster they have right now. Yeah. And it's about to increase exponentially. And I don't want to see Ryan Fitzpatrick with a fully loaded deck next year. You know what I mean? Because that's probably what it'll be. I think that I think they'll probably draft a quarterback and then just roll with, with Fitz until the, the other guy's ready. Yeah. And I, I think that that is a dangerous team in the AFC. They've already proven that they can beat teams this year with the every player that they've traded away. You know what I mean? Yeah. I am terrified of this team in the next couple of years because I I was ready for Buffalo's going to have a handful of years of dominance here where we win the title a, a couple years in a row. But I don't think that's about to happen. I think we might get – you know, the Marino Kelly years back where Miami and Buffalo are going at it. That's exciting. That's exciting <laughs> to think about. What about you, my man? Okay, the, mine's an obvious one, but I have to say it that, you know, Dallas needs to move on. Okay. Again, this is obvious, but Dallas needs Jason Garrett gone. And they needed Dallas needed Jason Garrett gone like six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they, they should have done it every year for the last five years. But I, again, I, I will lose my mind. If Dallas backs their way into the playoffs and Jerry Jones talks himself into another Jason Garrett year, I just and here's the thing, here's the thing, Jerry, Jerry, you don't have to fire your guy; his contract's up. Just let him walk. You don't have to say you fired Jason Garrett. His contract was up. You didn't extend him another offer. Move on. Go to a different coach because your team has so much talent, and you were waste. You you have already wasted the Dak Prescott cheap money contract years yeah you wasted it yeah it's gone now you have to pay the kid 30 million dollars or he's gonna leave i think that they'll probably franchise tag him but that's still what 28 million dollars it's something it's a lot it's a lot of money but like you've you've already wasted that you might you might have wasted your chance of re-signing amari cooper he might be gone because he might not want to be in that def- in that locker room anymore yeah i just you your new year's resolution needs to be like let's be better Let's stop being okay with what's comfortable. Let's stop being okay with what we know. Let's let's challenge ourselves to be better and get better because this team has it all. I, I, you cannot point to you know Dallas fans are like oh we need a safety, but like you cannot point to a point on this team that says that's how they're going to beat us because they they shouldn't be beaten. 
by by pretty much anybody. They should be they should have rolled through this weak division this year. They should be twelve and two or twelve and four, thirteen and three. That's what they should be this year, and they're not. And it's 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 baffling to me that we're still talking about that he's still the head coach. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't think that's. I mean, you can I mean, I know say it's, it's super I, obvious, I know but it's, I think it's I a good one. It's yeah. very important. So I'm just gonna gonna throw another cold read at you. Who who would you see coming into that into that organization? Listen, I I, I think Lincoln Riley would be awesome. I don't know if he wants. I've heard to, I like almost no rumblings of that. I feel like that was again, like, heard so much about it last, last year. Have year. not heard about it this I year. I don't know if it's something. I, I I don't also don't know if there's not rumblings about it because they're in the play. They're in the college football playoffs tomorrow. So we're recording on Friday, guys. So they're in the college football playoff Saturday. So maybe he's just more focused on trying to win a national title, things like that. But I just feel like people talk, but, you know, yeah. like they're like Lincoln Riley, Dallas. And I, I think haven't seen anything like that. I think it'd be perfect. I want Urban Meyer. That's what I want. Does Urban Meyer want to coach? I think so. I think like, he was in Washington. If he does, he was in Washington's press box. I, and I saw that, and week. I. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. I would like to see Urban Meyer come to the NFL. Like I like, I'd like, I like those renowned college coaches coming and, I don't and know giving I, those shots. I used to really love Urban Meyer. The whole incident that happened at Ohio State has changed my perspective on him a little bit more. Okay, um, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested to see him come to the NFL. Certainly, I mean, I. I'm still in the camp that I want Jim Harbaugh to come back to the NFL. I think yeah, maybe I someday, but I mean, he just. I know. And that's so strange to me. I mean, obviously, he had pretty good success at Stanford, and he hasn't been bad at Michigan, Dude, but, here's, but here's the thing he just this. seemed better at the NFL. Here's the thing people get on on Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has been the best Michigan head coach they've ever had in terms of statistical wins. I, ho- I hope everybody knows that listening. People will laud him for losing the big games against Big Ten opponents, which he has. But Michigan has done that their whole history. Yeah, Michigan has never, ever, ever been a powerhouse football but team. But is that not why they hired him? And again, that's why they hired him. But still, I mean, he is—he is not—he—he—he has he, he not achieved the the mountaintop heights that people thought that he would in Michigan. But he has been the best coach Michigan has ever had, and they are relevant every year. Now they lose the games when it comes to it, but they're relevant every year. I don't know. And they haven't been relevant for decades. I still just feel like he was better and he was better in the NFL than he was. I, I mean, I agree. He had, he's at, a, he's at least at Michigan. He's incredible. He had a pretty good career at Stanford. At, at, well, I mean, I mean he, he has a good Andrew career Luck. at Michigan, too. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would love to see him come back, but... That's the guy I would look at. I, I mean, I think that I, – I really think that our Buffalo's coordinators are going to get snatched in the offseason. I'm not so much sold on somebody looking up Brian Dayball, but, I mean, people – offense is king, so I wouldn't be shocked. But I really think that Leslie Frazier is going to get a head coaching job. Okay. You know, I think that I think that what has happened is we, they've gone, we've gone so far into the who has shaked Sean McVay's hand, give him a head coaching job atmosphere <laughs> that – that people are going to be like, you know what? Maybe we go back to defense. Maybe we go back to some defensive coaches because there's a lot of defensive coaches that are going to be in the postseason in a week or two. Yeah. So I think that maybe some guys are going to look at that and be like, let's go back to that. You know? Okay. And I think I think Leslie will get offers. I hope he stays. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, Riverboat Ron in Dallas. That'd be fun. That'd be a good good thing too. I, I'm very curious uh, to see what happens. So, very curious. All right. Well, moving on. Yeah. I mean, do you want to before we get into like our the end of show staples? I mean, there are some 
some news things that came out. Oh yeah, we can just talk about today that, real quick. that I feel like we should should highlight. Let's and, do it. All right, so we'll start with the uh, the better one that I know you don't mind talking about as much before we get into the the second one. <laughs> and it was announced that Dan Quinn and general manager Tom's to be tough are going to be retained for the 2020 season. I know. I, I think we have pretty differing opinions about this. We do have differing opinions on it, and it's not it's not one of those times where we have differing opinions and so we're going to fight about it because I understand why you have your opinion about it. But I've always loved Dan Quinn, and you know they've been not so good the past couple of years. But, I mean, the turnaround that this team has had has been pretty great. And I think that where we stand on it is – I think that you think he deserves to be fired because they should have been playing that way all year. Yeah. And again, I mean, I thought that uh, they were a, a sliver away from being my Super Bowl team this year because I think that they have that ability. But I think it says something to a head coach when the Falcons were the first team in NFL or, or, or not NFL history, but in 18 years to upset a six plus winning streak team coming off of a six-plus losing streak. So I think that that says something to the character of your team and the leadership of your head coach to convince a team that is having an incredibly horrible slide that we can beat a team that is having an incredible win streak. And then they won three or four straight. Now, again, they've fallen off, but they, I think that people should be afraid of, of Atlanta next year. I feel like people should always be afraid of Atlanta. And the fact that they haven't been speaks volume. That's fair. Like, we've seen them. We saw them beat two of the top teams in the NFC yep. in San Francisco. Like, they went into San Francisco. They went into New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. There's no reason. That they shouldn't be doing it all year. All the time. Yeah. So, sure, like, earlier in the year, like, they, they get bit by some injuries. But so many teams do. Yeah. And that's that's just not an excuse. And, and I understand. And I do agree that... I, I, too, really like Dan Quinn. I think yeah. he's very smart, and I think he's a, a good head coach, but I just don't think he's getting it done right here. And I feel like we keep giving these mulligans to coaches that we see, like, well, they have the potential, or we really like this, or guys rally around him and care about him, but sometimes you just need change. It's similar. I, I, I It's it's not similar to Cleveland, but it's similar in a way because the locker room's kind of – I do believe the locker room has given up on Freddie Kitchens. I believe that, and I think that, more than anything, is a reason. But – I don't think it should come down to the players being like, you know what, you're not the guy. I think it's the organization. Sometimes, as hard as it is, you as an owner, as a boss, me like, we're not meeting expectations, and we have all this talent, and we need to do something to try to spark it. It's interesting that you look at it that way because I think too often in the NFL, people move on from guys too quickly. And this is removing Jason Garrett from this because <laughs> we know. But I think that people move on too quick. We talk about with Bill Belichick had terrible seasons as a head coach in Cleveland. They moved on right away and look what he turned out to be. You know what I mean? I think that again, this is his fourth season. His first two years, he was in the, it was in the Super Bowl. They lost a crazy way. I mean, that wasn't his rookie year, was it? That was his first season because it was a huge story that he had been in the Super Bowl three straight years because the two years prior to that were Seattle, Seattle. Oh, uh, so again, like lost in historic fashion, then came back, came one play away from getting back to the NFC title game against Philly, one Julio Jones catch away, 
And then, you know, had that snake bitten season last year where pretty much everybody was injured. And then again, it's having another season where a lot of people were injured and then they kind of turn around a bit. I just think, again, I, 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 I sorry, <laughs> we're remixing here. I, 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 <laughs> um, I believe in the character of, of Dan Quinn. I believe in his heart and his leadership. And I believe, and, and again, you agree with keeping Dimitrov because he's drafted super I, Oh, well. I 100%. So, again, I think that they get an – let's not forget they lost, like they drafted an offensive line because that was their biggest thing, and both those guys went down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, I think you give them another year. Dimitrov's going to attack that offensive line again. They're going to get some defensive depth because – that's another issue is that when you have injuries, you need guys who can step up, and they just haven't had guys to step up when guys like Keanu Neal and Deion Jones go down. They need some depth there. But they have guys like that. They, they have the top-end guys in, in Keanu Neal, who we both love, Deion Jones, who we both love, Tack McKinley, who's pretty solid. You know, And then, obviously, they have this offense with Matt Ryan that is good. It's it's never been not good. And that's so, and <laughs> but that that's something that's my final point to bring up is we talk about these turnarounds mm-hmm. and and whatnot. This is such a veteran driven team. You have the leadership. Where yeah. is it? Is it Dan Quinn or is it Matt Ryan being like, you know what? I'm Matty Ice. I've been here. I've won games and out there out wide. I'm Julio Jones. No one can cover me. Like this isn't this isn't a, a head coach that is working with nothing. Somebody said I think it was on Good Morning Football. Somebody said, "I'm literally not joking. If you targeted Julio Jones all 30 passes you throw all game, you'd probably have a really good game." <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I believe it too, actually. But I, like I said, I I have not lost hope on the Atlanta Falcons, and I like that they bring it back because I think that continuity is so underrated in the NFL. And they know their guys. They know what's going on. They get some new pieces in next year. And I might pick them again to win the division. I was wrong this year, but I don't think I was actually that far off. I think that they're that ability. I'll say this. This is a bold statement, and this mm-hmm. is something I don't like saying. Okay. Oh, God. They yeah. they keep Dan Quinn next year. Yeah. They start the first eight season, the first eight games. If they're anything under 500, you get rid of them midseason. I won't disagree with that. I don't like getting rid of coaches I don't think they before will. the end of the year. I don't think they will. But I don't think they would either. But, but you're I think... right. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that either. I mean, you you're giving this guy, you're like, okay, final year, get it done. And I mean he got an extension, I think, after his second year. So he's got a couple of years on his contract. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, I would agree with that. If they start the season four and four, well, I guess four and four is I good. would be okay with four and four. But if they're like four and six in the first eight games, you're right. I think you fire him and move on. So yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what we got. Oh, this is the news. Thing. Ah, the other news. Yeah. The news. Let's get ready to, to duke it out, kind of, sort of way. So here we go again. You know, it's funny. Like, six weeks ago, we talked about this again, and we said we hopefully don't have to talk about this anymore. But we're Those, those little again. pops on my mic were me hitting my head on the mic, by the way. <laughs> Antonio Brown, back in the news. I feel like we should have made like a little like mix sound for that. <laughs> Today, he was visiting the New Orleans Saints. He had a workout. The Saints put in a claim for him. They didn't put in a claim for him. Well, they had to to claim him off waivers. They had to to do that. You had to claim a guy off waivers to work him out? I'm pretty positive. Pretty sure what he signed was a waiver claim. I thought he signed a waiver form just for the workout. I don't know. Because I feel like if you claim a guy, that means he's on your team. But he's not on your team. 
I don't know. Anyways, Regardless, he did he's work there. Out. He did work out with them. He's there, and that in itself is news. Why is New Orleans doing this? That's a really great question. So let let's talk about it. They so don't... obviously nothing's official right now. He just no, worked out, and if I... they do sign him, that doesn't mean anything right now. I'd be now. shocked if they did. But see, I I'm I'm not I'm not shocked whatsoever. I'm I shouldn't say I'm not shocked that they brought him in. I'm shocked by that. But I'd be more shocked right now if they don't sign him because they brought him in. What's the point of just Completely bringing him in name. for fun yeah. to get all this controversy and people talking about you and not the best of light? I mean, maybe maybe the idea is to bring him in and to sit him down and be able to look at him face-to-face and say, what's going on? Why have you been the way you've been? You See, but I mean? even even with that, they're doing it with the intention of we're going to get you on our team. Right, but who's to say that he doesn't answer the way they want him to answer? You know what I mean? Like, like they want to look him in the eyes and be like, tell me what is going on. Tell me why you have been the way you've been this year. Yeah. And if they don't have – if there's not a good answer, they're like, all right, see ya. Oh, absolutely. I mean, That's what I they mean. hold the cards, but they didn't They didn't bring him in to be like, hey, like we just wanted to like get to – why are you doing this? And he's going to be like, okay, like no, we no, just no, were no, curious. No, I agree with you. I'm just saying that like – that's why I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't sign him because he shows up and, hey, he is as crazy as we think he sure, is. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> but they they didn't bring him in just for fun. I, I agree with that. So why why do you think you, – you've already you've muttered a couple times that you didn't need to. Why Peter, are you doing it Peter at all? Peter Schrager made a good point, though, that he said that – because we – I mean, the idea is that – the inclination is that whoever signs him, if they do this year, he'll be put – on commissioners exempt right away. More likely than not, but, but I'm Peter Schrager not... made a good point that like maybe they have sources in the NFL that are saying, "Hey, he's about to be cleared, and, and you should get on it right away." I feel like they have to have some kind of insight because there's no point. There's no point to no doing other, this because no other team has done it. No team has done it, but also they have nothing to gain by doing this except bad rep. It's so true. I feel like they need to have some sort of reason to go out and make and if this you're, move. And if you're, and again, I'm trying to look at this from a level-headed, not an emotional thing. If you're looking at it. In that aspect, they have to know something because if other teams knew that he was about to be cleared, you don't think Philly would have signed him in a heartbeat? Philly needs a receiver. Yeah. <laughs> Desperately. They're playing with third string practice squad guys. And Josh McCown's going to suit up. Oh, I would love it so much. It'd be so much fun. It'd be so bad. He had like four or five catches in Detroit. Dan Orlowski threw him some passes. Yeah. Like, when was that? How many years ago was that? Like, this dude's like pushing 40 now. I would love it. Maybe pass. maybe after Zach Ertz is hurt, you can put him at tight end. You can make some catches in the like slot. He have speed. <laughs> yeah, like what, like a two two yard like curl route. Yeah, man. <laughs> I bet you he won't drop it like Tom Brady and uh, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> anyways, anyways, so back to you're New right. Orleans. I don't know. It's just it's fascinating, and I just again going back to when we talk about it. Every time we talk about it, I am fully convinced something is not right with him, and he needs help. He doesn't need to be in the NFL right now. And I I don't get it. I just I don't I don't get it because he's even bungling this. The <laughs> only reason we know is because AB was tweeting out pictures of the waiver of him in the workout, of him in the locker room. Why are you doing that? You just want to stay relevant. And we did I and brought it's working. that point He's up. on our episode again. Congratulations Antonio Brown. Yeah, but I I <laughs> Also, don't fault New Orleans for this, and I think I, it's something I, 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 that you do. Like you, you've already said they don't need him. I don't think they do. But again, to your point, 
how have they lost the last two years? <laughs> Tight margins with things right, going the wrong things, way. And so I feel like Load right now, as as can. especially, I mean, Drew Brees just set more records. We didn't even talk about that. Drew Brees they and might, Michael Thomas have set records this, this year. Might legitimately and, be the last hurrah for a while. <laughs> exactly. And so if Sean Payton's thinking, this could be my last time to get this with this man that I legitimately very much love in Drew Brees, yeah. we need to do everything that I possibly can to get it done. And I will say... Right now, obviously, Michael Thomas just broke the record for most receptions in a single in a single season. But if you figure out a way to slow him down, what else have you got? Alvin Kamara has not been what he was the first handful of years. They've slowed him down. I don't disagree with you. I just think it's funny to be like, obviously, he just broke an NFL record that has stood for so many years. But if you figure out to stop I mean, him, but, nobody's done it. But in the no, no one has done it. <laughs> You know, actually, it's kind of funny because I don't, I don't, I don't Atlanta be kind of did well, kinda. <laughs> on Thanksgiving. They kind of did. But no, you're not being rude. It's it's because you, we're talking about a guy that just did something right. that's been for 15 years. Right. But if you do, yeah, you if, right. you, if you just – you defy all logic, and especially against Drew Brees, you can't do this. But let's say they put three guys on him. I mean, why not? You know, like – but I mean, so like, but then, and like, this is obviously, like, I'm nowhere near talented enough, especially to be a wide receiver in the NFL. But like, you have Ted Ginn and you have Traycon Smith, and like, True. they're they're, they're professionally they're professional wide receivers for a reason. But you know, I will say this: maybe we're maybe we are discrediting guys like Kamara and Ginn and Traquan too much. I mean, I definitely feel like I could be maybe. Maybe the reason why Michael Thomas is unstoppable is because the times where they try to stop him, another guy kills you. So you just gotta hope that guys can match up and stop. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, maybe they've keyed in so much on Alvin Kamara this year because he had an incredible season last year and the year before that they're like, we're gonna shut down that guy, and then Thomas gets open. You know what I mean? And Kamara's been better in the last couple of weeks, so maybe they're like, all right, key in on Thomas, and then Kamara beats him. Maybe it's just that they do have too much enough weapons that they can't be stopped with that being said i i don't disagree with you but you add in antonio brown on the other it's side true. so you're you right, boot though. out I mean, traquan smith right. or antonio brown i'll think it, it, listen if if all this other crazy stuff if, if antonio brown was just a terrell owens if he was just a diva and was all about like that's different yeah you bring him in because it's incredible but there are allegations of sexual assault and rape you don't touch that in my opinion you just don't touch it and but that I agree, but that's why I feel like New Orleans has to have some kind of inclination. Again, to you're right. Think you're right. You're right. Not, I, I would be baffled if they. I feel like they're feel like, just too smart of an and organization. Maybe, and maybe and maybe like maybe it is just an inkling, and they're wrong. But you're right. I, I'd be baffled if they didn't. If somebody hadn't have said something to them, and they're like, "Hey, we gotta bring this guy in right now because the Patriots might scoop him up." If you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and with that being said, I know, like, obviously, we just watched this morning, like, we were watching Good Morning Football, and, like, they started talking about how no one can control this guy. And they're like, well, if Bill Belichick couldn't do it, it's Sean Payton. I disagree. Yeah. I think Bill Belichick did do it. And I talked about it earlier in the year. Tom Brady came out and said that A.B. was a great teammate, and he did not want him to go. The only reason they got rid of him was because the Because stuff of the new, the new the things, and they didn't want to deal and, with it. And right. I, I respect that organization for doing that. Right. But there was nothing inside the locker room. Right. It wasn't like he right. was coming and doing all these things, and so I I do Again, think if there if there is a head coach that can do it like Belichick, I completely think Sean Payton and the leadership of Drew Brees, and you know he's a lot younger, but having somebody like Michael Thomas to be like you know what like let's go out and let's win a Super Bowl because we're both I mean, pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean I again I don't disagree with any of that. 
And all just hinders on me on the fact that he's being accused of something. Really, and it's just, really... it's just so sad. I mean, it's, I actually, I was kind of, I was going to, not like a joking, like what if, but one of like my what ifs is, there's probably no link, but what if he never took that vicious hit to the head? And what if he never posted that first Instagram video of them getting ready to go play New England that's in true. the locker room? That's true. Because I feel like that's where the discord started with Pittsburgh. That was the first thing I can remember yeah. where they're like, hey, whoa. Don't do that. Or what if he would have just played in that one game at the end of the season? Was it last year or the year before? It was It was last year. When they had a chance to still make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, what against, if he would have just played it? Against New Orleans. And what if they would have just got in the playoffs? And So, I mean, it, it obviously, and we've, we've discussed it numerous times, and I feel like we don't need to continue to say that we, especially me, because I'm, I'm more on the side of Antonio Brown than you are. I don't, I don't forgive i don't dismiss i don't belittle any of the accusations or or the actions yeah but right now still we're we're a year into the process of not knowing anything about this yeah and if if a team like the saints can can benefit because of of his talent and i i, I want you to get that ring I want Drew Brees to get the ring too. I just don't want it to be at that cost. But again, we'll see what happens. I I will be shocked if we see him in a New Orleans Saints uniform this year. Be yeah. shocked. And that also brings I'll shave my it, head is again this, if it happens. Is this <laughs> is this them playing keep away like for next year? Like they think they're going to get him next year? I don't they, know. That's what it's similar to what Cleveland did. The Cleveland signed him right away. Cream Hunt right away. Right. That is when that happened. So like they, they could get the him. so they could get the You're right. I don't know. It's, it's I'm there's a lot of layers to it. And obviously we'll cover it as whenever things come up and pop up, but uh, I don't think he's going to be signed today or, or soon. Yeah. See what happens though. It's going to be interesting. All right. Well, what's it time for my friend? It's time for pals picks. Oh yeah. Well, we're terrible. Uh, You know what? Never mind. I'm going to bring this up real quick. (laughs) We're not terrible. Well, I'm not terrible. I don't. I don't know what your season record is. I don't even do. But that just so that. you know, I'm 149 and 91 on the season, so I'm like 60 games above 500. So I am good at picking games. That's it's like just 50 that games. you give me terrible games. Okay. We Rude. give each other terrible games. Let's be honest. It is 60 games. It's exactly 60. It is. You yeah. said 149 to 91. Yes, yeah, so you go nine to 100, and you plus 50. You said what? So it's 91. Okay, so it's 59 or 58. Okay. It's not 60. <laughs> anyway. 49? Give him, give him a load down. <laughs> <laughs> so we obviously missed a huge chunk of time. My apologies, everyone. So the last time we did this, I don't even know. I wrote down 14 even though that wasn't – oh, no, it was week 14. It was the last time we did it. I swept – I went three and zero. Felt pretty proud because I don't think I'd done that since like week one. I don't know if week I've two. ever done that. I feel like you had to have done it <laughs> once. So right now, Josh is back in the lead, coming down to week seventeen. That's what happened last year? Is it? I feel like you were ahead last year, and then we did the Super Pals picks and we did all the games. Oh yeah, that was fun. That was fun. So right now, I am sixteen and seventeen, and Adam is fifteen and eighteen. So out of those like ninety, you lost. 18 have been to me. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> That's like 20% of my losses are because of you. <laughs> so we have our final slate. And, you know, maybe it might be fun depending on, on what we're doing. Maybe we'll go live and do a yeah. super pal pick thing. That know. was fun. 
But right now, we'll just stick to our regular three and get that going on. So I'm going to turn it. Do uh, you want me to ask you first? Sure, why not? All right. So first game is those Falcons we were talking about. Dan Quinn playing for them. They said they were playing for them a few weeks ago. Now they don't really need to. They accomplished their goal. So they're traveling to Tampa where things have kind of come back down to earth. There was super Jameis for a while, still throwing picks, but throwing like 60,000 yards. Who gets the win here, my friend? I'm glad you gave me this game so it gives me a chance to bring up this incredible Jameis Winston stat. Jameis Winston has thrown for 27 interceptions, but is still 15 away from George Blanda's single-season record of 42. In right? Tampa? Or is that all the NFL? In the entire NFL. Oh, my God. interceptions through 42. The, wow. or, the Oilers that season went 11-3. and three. My God. <laughs> Despite 42 interceptions with the starting quarterback. That's incredible. I thought that was so crazy. Uh, another fun stat. Aaron Rodgers in his last two seasons has thrown four interceptions. I do like this. Jameis Winston's interceptions in last week's game, four. Aaron Rodgers' career interceptions, 82. Jameis Winston's 86. At some point... You are who you are. I mean, and beyond I that, it, I'll I'll kind of double. The, first of all, that the last stat you just said, but this year he's thrown what twenty six, twenty seven. Actually, it's thirty. It's like thirty now. Okay. Well, Aaron Rodgers the last five years has thrown twenty five. Yeah, it's isn't that crazy? Again, like again, at some point you just are who you are, and I think it's such a mistake. It's interesting because when I watched the game last week, because I this was this was one of the game. This game was on TV, so yeah. I watched pretty much it was this whole Saturday. Game. Morning, I don't um, call it that, but but I there were moments where I was like, Jameis Winston looks good, like he made some plays, and I know that this has been as Jameis does. I know this is the story on Jameis, but there was plays, some plays that were like not just he's got the ability and did it; they were smart plays, and they were a couple drops away from winning that game. There was a fourth down before they got the ball back at the end, and he threw the pick where he hit Cameron Bray right in the chest and Bray dropped it for a first down. They would have been in field goal range to tie it. So, again, I see why people get lulled into believing in Jameis Winston. But at some point, you've shown who you are and you are who you are. And I think it's such a mistake that they're going to bring him back next year and, and, and roll with him for another year. I think they're going to have another season of 8-8, eight and eight, Nine and seven and miss the playoffs when they could draft a guy and maybe maybe be smooth is is being up you know other level of intelligence and thinking you know what we're not going to be high enough in the draft to get one of these quarterbacks this year maybe we roll with Jameis one more year and then we go draft Trevor Lawrence the next year maybe he's being you know or the next class of quarterbacks whatever but again I just think that Tampa Bay has what it has the pieces here to be fighting for this division, and they're not because James Winston is snafuing them every down. And I know this is the pick segment, so I just went on that rant. That being said, I'm picking the Falcons. I should have said the Bucks. That would have been funny. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to pick the Falcons. With all that. I think the Falcons are going to be happy. You know, They're like, okay, Dan Quinn's staying. Dimitrov's staying. We're going to have this core. Let's show them why we're doing this. Let's win this game. Okay. Going to go to... The Pittsburgh Steelers fighting for their playoff life against the resting Baltimore Ravens. So you gave me this game an hour and 25 minutes ago, and I just now typed in the winner. It took me the whole episode to figure it out. I'm going with the Ravens. Okay. I think Little RG3. I think that RG3 is about to have a day. I think that RG— Against this defense? Yeah, I do. And I think I 
listen, you we're both RG three fans. I remember, I vividly remember a couple of years ago when we were we was during a, we were playing Madden, and you were you were like, I hope you know that if we ever one day become Hey, like we're gonna bring that guy in, and I think my first thought was, you know, that he's gonna be like forty if that ever happens by that time. But again, you were like, and hey, we're gonna we're gonna make that guy our guy because people need, you know what I mean. So I, but again, I think RG three is about to have a day and be like, guys, don't forget about me. I think he's only twenty seven years old. Like he's not an older he's not an old guy. I don't know if he's gonna play to like I don't know if he wants to just stay on this team as the backup or maybe he wants to be like, hey, Chicago, come get me, see what happens. You know what I mean? They're, I think RG three with Nat Nagy would be incredible. So we'll see what happens. But I, I I believe Ravens get this done. Okay, squishes uh, the the Steelers playoff hopes. Let's go over to this game: the depleted Philadelphia Eagles and their winning in game versus Danny Dimes and Listen, the New York Giants. As much as just I, re- pause real quick. Yeah. RG three is twenty nine. Oh, okay, so, so he's a little bit older, but still. Alex Smith went to Kansas City when he was like thirty, and look at him now. So, about to come back to the uh, Carolina Panthers for Coach Rossi. Yeah, and our Madden franchise. Anyway, so <laughs> as much as I would love the chaos of the Giants winning and Washington winning and having Philly back in at eight and eight to the playoffs, I think Philly wins. Okay, I think Philly has just found something recently in this. I think it's a four-game win streak, three-game win streak, something like that. I think it's a, I think it's three. But again, they've just I think they that Carson Wentz has fully taken over as the leader of this team. We don't. Is Zach Ertz going to play? I mean, who who the heck's out there catching yeah. footballs? Uh, Jordan jo- Howard's Jordan been cleared, Howard. so him yeah. coming back's huge. Jordan Howard and uh, Miles Sanders has been incredible the last couple of weeks. So I, yeah, I just believe in Wentz. I believe in Doug Peterson, and I believe you know Jim Schwartz with the defense. I think that they just get it done. I think it'll be a tight game. Okay, but I think they get it done. Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's go to Josh. We're gonna go. The first game is Indianapolis Colts traveling to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two teams that had high expectations at the beginning of the year, and they're just bottom dollar bowl. Yeah, yeah. This one's tough. I don't know why. I don't feel good either way about about this game. Uh, but I am gonna go with. The, the quarterback we talked about earlier and Gardner Minshew, they're at home. Um, I mean, the Colts are very difficult to run against, so I don't know how much they're going to be able to get Leonard Fournette going. But that is actually a player that if maybe we'll do this a little ways down the road, but I think Leonard Fournette definitely deserves some props. I think this guy had a huge turnaround from last year. Yeah. He really checked his attitude and be, put his nose down. You're like, you know what, I'm a pre- professional football player. He started catching the football a lot more, and 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 so I just I want to throw some major kudos out to Leonard Fournette. I'll tell you I'll tell you real quick why that game doesn't feel good to pick because for me I've picked both of these teams three or four times in the last eight weeks and they've just crushed me every time <laughs> so that's why it doesn't feel good. <laughs> um, with that being said, I mean I could I could. I'm not going to be disappointed either way, like if I'm wrong, because in the same way, the reason I would pick the Colts is because I truly feel Jacoby Prezet's playing for his rights to be a starter next year. Mm-hmm. And Indy's already come out, and they say like he's our guy, we believe in him, but they've also said we're going to shop for quarterbacks, especially because they have so little depth behind him, and that's understandable and whatnot. But there was I'm even just, a uh, story that came out that says, can the Colts lull Andrew Luck out of retirement? <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, I miss Andrew Luck, but that's not going to happen. He needs to do what he's – what. What is best for him, and I I respect that. So I'm just going with the home team. Think, think Jacksonville, and just so so we're aware, we I, I made a flub earlier. So it's Jacksonville. They're in Duval County. Okay. Duval is the county. Okay. Look okay. that up while we were chatting. 
Duval. Anyway, so sticking in the same division. Yeah, what the heck. We have a win and in game for the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill heading to Houston to face the Texans. Yeah, I'm going with the Texans. Going with the Texans in this one, there's a couple different things at play. First of all, I've gone back and forth on how I feel about Bill O'Brien, but I feel like Bill O'Brien's smart enough to know, especially, and and this offense, offense more particularly than the defense, I will say. The players like, that's probably dumb to say. But the players like Deshaun Watson and D-Hop, they know they don't want to back in. They don't want to go into the playoffs on a loss. More so than that, though, the odds could really be in the favor of these two teams meeting again. And I don't think – I think Houston knows they do not want Tennessee in the playoffs at all, and they're going to do everything they can to keep them out. Interesting point I just want to bring up that the Kansas City game will be done by the time these two teams play, and that's the team that matters for the Texans' chances of moving up to the three seed. So you're so I, I find it so you don't think it matters. I mean, it does. It, it, you can't sit here and say that it doesn't because like they very no, I well. Mean, no, I mean like you don't think that it matters in terms of them playing or not. Right? No, it could. Okay. Because they Bill O'Brien very well could pull Watson and Hopkins and and I guess and whatnot. I, should, I guess I should phrase it this way. Cause, so you still would play them if you were the head coach, regardless. I yeah, I really would. I really would, and I I share that same mindset though. I mean, you Sean Payton's not resting Drew Brees. He's like they're gonna play, and you, well, you always you always way they do they do. But I really do not underestimate what divisional rivals, especially with making the playoffs. And I'll say this, and you take everything with a grain of salt, right? But two thousand. 11, 2012, no, 10, excuse me. I Now I don't even look like I know what a Packers fan because the year they went to the Super Bowl, though, they played Chicago mm-hmm. in 17, and Chicago was dead set. We're not letting these guys get to the playoffs. Well, that was the win in one, right? Yeah. And Green Chicago Bay needed won. a win. That no, was the Green Randall Bay... Cobb touchdown win, wasn't it? No, no. Oh. I'm talking about their Super Bowl year, the year that they went on, Green Bay went on to win through okay. the wild card. They were six and went to the Super Bowl. They went in. To Chicago, week seventeen. They had to win to get in. Green Bay needed to win to get in. Chicago was dead set. We're not letting these guys get in. They lost. Had to meet again in the, in the playoffs, title game, right? and they lost again. Yeah. I don't think Houston is going to do everything they can not to let this divisional rival that they know is so tough get in. And I, I, I like. I don't disagree with that. I just. Oh, I think I could be dead wrong. I find it hard to believe that if you know you're going to be the four seed no matter what. I don't want Deshaun taking any more hits. I don't want this. I get that. This team has been so beat up. I don't want guys out there. And and I I think that I fall more often than not on the play. The guys, category two. But Deshaun, over the last couple years, has taken so many hits. I just want him to sit down. (laughs) At the same time, though, and and this could be hopefully not a huge jinx, but he's gotten hit, but he always gets back up. It's true. And he's a warrior. It's true. And and I think this is just this is a scenario with all those things. There's not necessarily a lot at stake, but I don't think this this is not a play to lose. This is a play yeah, to completely win. I, I don't disagree. All right, 49ers. I put 49ers at Jaguars. What am I typing? I'm an idiot. Gardner Minshew. 49ers at Seahawks. Yeah. This is uh, for all the marbles in the. NFC, kind of, sort of. There's so rest. many things that that so this game has so many different play. pivots, right? Of how the clock's going to fall, and that's yeah. why I'm so so excited. 
something will be on the line. I mean, it'll be the title no matter what, just depending on what who who about. gets yeah. it and whatnot and and all those good things. Right. Yeah, I'm going with Seattle. Going with Seattle. They've been beat up the last couple of weeks and they've been embarrassed, but they were embarrassed last week and I don't mm-hmm. think they're gonna do it again. This yeah. this is a game where if they lose, they're still in the playoffs, yeah. but they'll be coming in off on two losses. And I yeah. think that team, I think Pete Carroll, I know I just talked about Bill O'Brien and Sean right. Watson, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson know what yeah. this means. And so, I mean, that's that's silly to say in a mm-hmm. way because it's not like Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy don't know, but they, yeah. they, they do, and that's right. dumb to say. But they know everything that has to do with this. And they, they you can bet darn sure they want teams to come to Seattle versus having to go somewhere else. Having to go to San Francisco, possibly. They won the first time. If they can do it again, yeah. if they do it again for all the trials and tribulations that Seattle's gone through this year, they know they can hang with anybody. All the ups and downs, being embarrassed by Arizona Seattle last a terrifying week. Terrifying team. If they can beat Return San Francisco, Lynch. that's uh, I love it. We didn't even talk about that. I love it. Beast mode. I really am so scared he's going to be bad <laughs> because I want to be so good. He does, again, he does seem like the kind of guy who probably sat on his couch all year. <laughs> well, did you? He was he was in Oakland. Yeah, they're finally he was walking around with tequila. Right. So what a again, legend. Well, he does seem the cut like the kind of guy who'd be out of shape. But he had to pass physical to sign, and he signed. Well, did you see like his his trainer guy? Like they went. Uh, I forget the quote. It was like street, and like he was just beating Marshawn Lynch up, like in boxing. Like Marshawn was just getting hit, so that way he'd be able to oh. be hit on the football field. Well, hey, I hope that he comes out in the first play. You carry seven guys with him into the end zone. I hope that happens. I love Marshawn. Love but... it. Yeah, so right. I'm going to go with Seattle going home. All right. There's also, like, there's a huge bias there. Obviously, like, I'm the pseudo-Seahawks fan, but it's the Green Bay fan. Yeah. I'm rooting because I want the number one seed. Right. So there's right. a lot of reasons for me to root for Seattle. So. All right. So Josh went the Jaguars at home, the Texans at home, and the Seahawks at home. He's home sweep. And Adam went the Falcons on the road, Ravens at home, and the Eagles on the road. Yeah, man. So I want to kind of round up this episode. I want to – I want you to bring up because we talked about – there aren't a lot of teams with scenarios to make the playoffs. Yeah. But in the AFC, it's a three-team race for the sixth seed. The Titans, the Steelers, and surprisingly, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. I want you to bring up this scenario <laughs> right now. I want you to read this uh, scenario to get for Oakland out loud. To get in. So Oakland, at the beginning of last week, needed like 10 things to happen in the last two weeks for them to make it. And half or more than half of those things happened already. Yeah. So Oakland, there is a path for the 7 and 8 Oakland Raiders to get into the 6 seed in the NFL playoffs and probably play the Kansas City Chiefs. So They are and here's I think that that's pretty crazy to think about. It's and especially, awesome. I mean, <laughs> you can talk about like all the different like conference things and all the weird things that go into it, but it is weird to think because last week officially the Browns were eliminated. Yeah. But it's just so weird to think about. But it'd be a lot of fun. So here we go. So for the Oakland Raiders. Oakland obviously has to win. They have to win. Duh. They have to win over the Denver Broncos. Okay. They need Tennessee to lose. They need a Tennessee. I'm writing this down. A Tennessee loss. A Pittsburgh loss. Pittsburgh loss. They need my pal's pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars winning to be wrong. They need the Colts to win. The Colts win. Okay. And here's where it gets really confusing. That seems pretty straightforward. All that jazz. And I wouldn't be shocked if those all those things happen. It's possible. It's possible. Here's where it gets tricky. They need one of the following teams to win or tie. So they need one win from the Bears, from uh, the Pats, from Denver. No. New England. Chicago. Oh, you said the Bears. 
They My need bad. they need to beat Denver, you silly. Right, right, you, right, right, right. You goon. Okay. The Lions or the Chargers. So more likely than not, they'll get the New England win. So I'm this to me this doesn't I feel like this doesn't seem impossible. It's not impossible. It's not <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, first of all, you need to you need to I mean, right now, if I I'm the only thing that's from what we've talked about, like that's you only preventing have one, them. Yeah. You have Baltimore beating Pittsburgh. I have Tennessee losing of the Texans. The Colts is because I think I think New England will beat Miami. So I I don't want to make a bet on this because I'm not <laughs> stupid. But this is my this is my friend's fortune. I'm gonna say it in front of you. This okay. is gonna happen. This is okay. my friend's fortune. I love it. I this is I I want Tennessee in because I'm the pseudo Titan fan. And I, I love what they've done with Tannehill, and I love all this stuff. But you're, what you just said about the Texans makes sense. I feel like the Texans are going to have a shot at that three seed, possibly. So, again, I, I think that, I think it's going to happen. Okay. That's, this is my friend's fortune. Okay. And, again, it's a bold prediction. That's what French fortunes are. But I, I say this happens. I say that Oakland beats Denver. Tennessee beats – or Tennessee loses to the Texans. Pittsburgh loses to the Ravens, Indy beats the Jags, and then, you know, one of those four teams wins. Okay. I like it. I, I like it a lot. England, probably. I like it a lot. And then we have Oakland probably playing the the, the Chiefs. That'll be the uh, – no, 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 I think the – isn't it always the 4-5 matchup that's the ABC on Sunday or on Saturday? I don't know. The ESPN matchup. I don't know. That people always make fun of and says nobody wants to watch. I want to watch. I always want to watch. So I guess I'll I'll do my my friend's fortune in front of you as well. No point okay. in having you walk away. So I'm going to go to that 49ers Seahawks game that I was talking about. I picked Seattle, but obviously a lot of statistics and things sway to the 49ers yeah. side. Throughout the year, Seahawks have a point differential of plus 12. Plus 12, that's it. That's wow. crazy. That's crazy to think about. The 49ers, on the other hand, have a, a differential of 164. <laughs> 100 that's crazy that's amazing i'm going to say the seattle seahawks this was a close game a few weeks ago it's not going to be this week they're going to win by two touchdowns wow okay it was a little boring season finale but whatever yeah no it's gonna be all russ <laughs> all russ right. i trust of course you do <laughs> gotta get my jersey have you ever been wrong when you've said that i have been i okay. was wrong earlier i think i was wrong i don't think it's that many times though i was wrong when um I don't remember which one I was wrong in, but I was wrong once this year saying it. But again, I, you're pretty consistent. You're pretty accurate when you say that. Yeah, I am for the most part. We'll find it later and talk I never to you about say it. it so. I'll probably be wrong after this week. So We'll see. <laughs> you said it once with the flip-flop. It was when I gave you Seattle and Baltimore. And you uh, said, yeah. usually I want to say it, but I'm not going to because yeah. I trust him in not this game. I was right. You were. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Anything week 17. Else? You know? Anything else you have? I'm really excited for this week, you know, yeah. like... I mean, there are some games that are like, oh, I don't really care. Yeah, but I just, like, I, I'm excited. I get to root for the Packers, and I get to root for my other team. That's and, cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to have, like, two games that I'm just going, since I was rooting so vehemently against Seattle last week, because <laughs> I was trying to win some money and whatnot in the game. And so, yeah. No, I'm excited, and I'm, I'm excited for playoff time, man. Like, I... 
it, it's weird to say because we love football so much, but like there is this time period where like not a lot's happening and like everything just kind of it feels like the beginning of the season again. Things get amped up and so much is on the line, and I'm just really excited for. I that. do think we're I do think we're set up for a really good playoff season. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks Featuring for those listen- Oakland Raiders. Yeah, right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, make sure you check out our Twitter at Catch. Our Facebook is just Simultaneous Catch. Check out the Pocket Podcast Network at pocketpodcastnetwork.com. Uh, a lot of good things on there. It's been continually updated. If you listened to the show swap episodes, thank you for joining. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the Them's the Facts episode of Simultaneous Catch. I listened to it. It was very fun. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Make sure you like and rate us on all of the social medias and Apple podcasts. Anything else, pal? Go Hawks. God bless.